Are you a sex worker looking to build a new website or a website redesign? Then you'll want to consider Fox Digital. They did a fantastic job designing my website, Stripped by Sia. If you want your website done, mention that you're a listener of the show at foxdigital.design for 20% off. Tell them I sent you. Shows all about uh, destigmatizing sex work because I am a sex worker, have been for a whopping decade now at this point. Uh, started off as a sugar baby 10 years ago, uh, kind of veered off into dancing, which I'm still doing currently. Um, and I'm also a digital content creator. Um, in fact, if you are in the Vancouver area, you can check me out this week. I will be back for my dancing hiatus i'll be back at shakers show lounge in surrey if you want to come chat with me about the show or just shoot the shit um i'm I'm gonna be there tuesday to saturday so feel free to come on down and also um if you are in vancouver again the following weekend i will be oh no following following weekend first weekend of february february three to five i will be at the tabby tabby oh my gosh Oh my God, I can't talk today. Taboo, naughty but nice sex show at the Vancouver Convention Center. I'll be there um, performing on the main stage. Um, Showtime is to be announced as well as the Ava Fitness booth. So again, if you want to come say hi, take pictures, um, get some of my new little cards I'll be handing out for people, feel free to check that out. I will be there for all the in-person things. For everything else um, online, you can just Google. Uh, lots of my links are everywhere, and I do a lot of a lot of naked things. Um, as a lot of people listening to the show and and who I bring on to the show also do. Um, I would like to quickly say hello to my lovely Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for supporting the show. It's been just over a year, and I'm still surprised that people are subscribing and find value in all the really cool things that I do behind the scenes for the show and for everyone listening. Um, There is like a lot of work that does go behind it all. And I am a one person show that is doing the whole thing. So um, really, really happy with your lovely subscriptions, um, all the feedback and everything you've given me. Um, And of course, there's lots of people on the second and third tier um, that do get some little fan recognition shout outs. So just want to say hello to Trey Lanti, who's new. Same with Earl Kwan, Marty Lang, Selena Money, all brand new. Ted McGuire, we got Justin Erickson, Jay Sunsern, Arup Sarkar, and Snoo Stew. Thank you so much, peoples, for your support. Seriously, did not expect to be here and ever have a Patreon, but thank you again. If you're interested, check out the link. It's for the low, low price of $4 um, and goes up from there. It's patreon.com slash strippedbysia if you're looking on supporting the show. Um, Usually goes towards my website maintenance costs. So yeah, 
Um, also, there's Skyhawk After Dark TV. It is a adult uh, network of video casts as well as other adult podcasts similar to mine uh, that are up on there. Lots of great people that have also been on the show and have their own shows too. So feel free to give them a peep. It is skyhawkafterdarktv.com. And last but not least, my sponsor, we have Fox Digital. Um, They have made my lovely website. And I know all last year was like, my website will be up at some point and it finally is. <laughs> so please take a look at that, especially if you're somebody that you're listening or who wants to be on the show. My form is on there. I will ask you all the questions, all the things that I need for you to pitch yourself uh, succinctly <laughs> because there's a lot of pitches that, that come into my inbox. So uh, go check it out. And um, if you are interested in getting a website made, be sure to check out foxdigital.design and ask Anthony for a lovely 20% discount, which is what he's giving to all Strip ICO listeners. So be sure to give him a shout out. It's foxdigital.design. Okay, got that under five minutes this time. I think I was rambling on a bit too much today, but um, I am going to stop talking really soon because I am finally bringing on today's guest, which I'm really excited that we were able to connect um, (laughs) because this is something that I think uh, a lot of sex workers need to know about. It is a wonderful resource. If you don't know what I am alluding to, it's sex work, sex worker Rolodex, SW Rolodex. It is a wonderful marketplace, a platform for sex workers to find professional resources and services that you know, are easily found on the interwebs, but might be a lot more difficult or challenging because of our, our like professions as sex workers. Um, there's a lot of like mistrust. There's a lot of people who are pretending to be um, people or offering services that might not be great, that aren't vetted, etc. The list goes on, which we will discuss during the show. But I am bringing on the new owner of SW Rolodex onto the show. And she goes by the name Merrick Monroe. And she is not only the owner of Sex Work Rolodex, but also an entrepreneur, a digital content creator as well. Person does a lot of things, which I'm sure we're going to go all over in the next like 20 minutes or so. But just want to give her a warm welcome to the show. Hello, Merrick. Hello. Thank you so much for having me as a guest today. I'm very excited. I'm also really excited and I'm just, I'm stoked to have you on. Uh, I really, as I said earlier, believe that this is a great tool for sex workers because there's so many times I'm on Twitter or like my Facebook groups that people are looking for X or people, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. Can anyone recommend anyone for this? And I'm like, are you not on SW Rolodex, like, hello, this is what you need. So um, we're definitely going to be talking about that platform, uh, talking about you, talking about the future of SW Rolodex and where you want to go, etc. But before we dive into all the craziness of that, I'd love it to, I'd love it to, I cannot speak today. I would love for you (laughs) to perhaps define your yourself in your own words and terms because I just feel like I know a little bit about you and I know we're going to go into details about it, but if you want to give the audience a quick rundown on who you are in your own words and terms, I'd love for you to do so. For sure. Um, I am currently, I'm an active online sex worker. So I focus on producing and distributing digital content. 
I started in sex work in 2004, actually, and have been in and out of it over that time. So I started in camming. Actually, sort of, I would say I started as a sex blogger. And then, yeah, this was like, that's how long ago it was. Like there were blogs and that was a thing people did. Um, So I started as a sex blogger and then I transitioned that into doing live cam shows and that kind of escalated over time. I've done, uh, I I used to host my own pay site, um, my own subscription-based pay site before there were platforms that make that so much easier for us. Um, (laughs) And then, so, so that's primarily my focus. I've done in-person work. I've done consulting for other sex workers. I, I think one of the few things I haven't done is actually live stripping and dance performance um, because I have terrible knees. So (laughs) I don't, I don't have the athletic prowess for that. And props to those of you who do, it's completely commendable. (laughs) Well, you know what? I feel like a lot of sex workers, um, within our community, we have done a lot of the things and we have checked so many different boxes and we're like serial multitaskers and very, very multi-talented like yourself. So, well, and you try out different avenues to see where your skills fit, see where you're having the most fun and see what's making you the most money. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, this, this one realm, maybe cams are doing really well for you in the middle of the summer and they aren't going as well during the winter. And so you switch over to content creation. So it's good to have that flexibility. It's good to try out different things. And I've, Definitely run the gamut over the years. <laughs> definitely. And we'll definitely hear a lot more about like uh, your life in, in detail very shortly. But um, I mean, I cannot wait to talk about sex work rolled X as well. Um, can you just quickly, before we get started into your life and everything, do you want to just quickly do a little rundown on what that is for those who might not know? I know I did like a really brief intro, but maybe I butchered it. So <laughs> no, you did great. Um, it's, it's a simple premise that, that feels complicated, but it's very straightforward and it's very accessible. Uh, SW Rolodex is an online marketplace where content creators, where sex workers, whatever, whatever industry name you go under, um, you can come into this space and it's a marketplace for people to find safer professional resources. And I say safer because each person, each freelancer who has listed their work skills on the Rolodex, either I or the original owner, Dalma, went through and verified that this person does the job that they are offering, that they have experience in that realm, and that they are going to be somebody who is understanding and accommodating of the more specialized needs and concerns of sex workers. So you can go in and, you know, you need a tip menu for your platform site and you can find a graphic designer to make you a tip menu and you just give them the info and they create that graphic for you. You can find people to edit your video content because like editing video is one of my least favorite things to do myself. It's like folding laundry. I can't pay somebody. I mean, I could pay somebody to fold my laundry. I don't. Um, But I can pay somebody to edit my videos. Right. And it just it helps offset 
um, the skills that maybe you don't have or you don't feel really strong with yet, it gives you more time during your day to focus on the work that you do enjoy doing. It's just, it's a really, for me, even, uh, like <laughs> I, I used the site before I owned it. So I'm, I'm also a customer and it just, it's such a valuable resource for growing your business. Really. That's what it's about. Absolutely. And optimizing your business too, because like, I, I, I mean, it's really hard for people to do everything all at once. Um, and there There's is a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. not enough time today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I literally, I tweeted that earlier. I was like, there's just not enough time. <laughs> I did see that earlier actually on her Twitter and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, we're going to reschedule. I'm like, what's going on? No, no, no. <laughs> it's just been one of those weeks. Everything's happening, which is great. I love it. I love it when everything happens, but can we spread it out? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm with you with that one. This has been such a busy start to the year, which I'm very thankful for, but it's also like, oh my gosh, I literally need probably another six hours in a day to fit everything in. <sighs> but we're not talking about time scheduling or time management. We are talking about you, and I would really love for the audience to get to know you a bit more and to get better acquainted with you. So I know the audience is always really curious, and also myself included, in terms of like how you got started in sex work. Because I know you kind of mentioned camming, but then you also went back and said, actually, sex work blogging. So I'm interested to hear your story. And if you want to start there, that's cool. If you want to start earlier, it's up to you. So I got into uh, online, I, I just consider it like online sexuality. Um, when I was a sex blogger, it was not revenue producing in the least. It was just an outlet for me. It was a creative outlet for me to write about myself and my life and like just be horny on the internet. Sometimes I included pictures. Mostly it was text. Sometimes it was like anecdotal or creative writing or like, hey, this funny situation happened to me. Um, I was a very early adopter in my life of internet culture. So I've grown up with computers and I've grown up on the internet for better or worse. Um, <laughs> I, and I remember when I was still in high school, that's when a lot of the really popular alt alternative model sites started popping up. I, I won't list them. We know what they are. We know what the alt girl <laughs> photo sites are. Yes. Um, but I was completely enraptured with that concept. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be that. I want to be a sexy alt chick on the internet. And it was like, you know, I was 18 and I had a belly button piercing and a hip tattoo. And I'm like, yeah, I'm alternative. <laughs> um, <laughs> Y'all go you know, start from that, right? Right? Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I just casually started with the writing stuff, with the blogging, and uh, I was I was doing civilian work at the time, and it hit a point where I got fired from my job. I was working in an optometrist's office because office work is easy. Um, I got fired from that job, and I needed a job to pay my rent. And I there was a, a local weekly newspaper that had an assortment of ads in the back of the newspaper. And I responded to one of those ads for live cam girls. And this was, again, this was 2004, 2005. And 
the technology was a lot different back then, um, both in terms of my side, the equipment that I had to produce live streaming content, and in terms of what the internet could do, like what websites could do and be. So when I started camming, uh, I had a woman who basically was a house mom who organized all of the girls in our region. And she came to my apartment and she gave me a TV card to put in my computer and a camcorder, like a a whole ass camcorder, like not a little handheld pocket thing, like the whole ass camcorder. Oh my God. And it came with a remote and a bunch of cords. So I put the TV card in my computer, plugged the camcorder into it. And that's how I streamed because webcams weren't as accessible and they weren't as quality at the time. Oh my gosh. And it was, uh, I don't think the website exists anymore. So I'll go ahead and name it. It was horrible. Um, It was called Naughty Girls Live. Of course. (laughs) And it was just one of those, one of those sites where you just go through and you scroll through pages of girls that are like XXX, Holly XXX and Mm -hmm. Athena, step on you 24. (laughs) Okay. So uh, that's what I did. Uh, Definitely paid my rent. It was fun. I had the existing blog. Social media didn't exist the same. Like we had MySpace then. Um, So I had an amount of built-in customer base that followed me over into my cam work. And that was cool. I even still know some of those people from 20 years ago, which is a wild and amazing. And I'm so thankful to have them in my life. That's wild. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So I did that for off and on for a while. Um, That transitioned into doing more modeling work. Uh, Again, for better or for worse, because the the DIY independent modeling industry back in the mid 2000s was super sketchy. Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, I had experiences, not all positive, uh, but I learned a lot both about modeling and about uh, producing content and how to interact with people during photo shoots. So that then curtailed into running my own website, uh, my own like subscription-based pay site. And I have experience of building websites on my own just from way back in the day, high school classes, building HTML basic sites, you know, MySpace era kids, we could customize the HTML of our MySpace profiles and stuff. So I had all the web design experience and I just needed to throw that into building a website. I did like the CC bill integration and managed that full, full top to bottom management of my own site Um, It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and I wasn't enjoying it. So I kind of, I tinkered around with that here and there, but I eventually, I was just getting bored with it. I wasn't feeling satisfied with my online sex work. It it was neither generating the income I wanted, uh, nor providing the interactions that I enjoy. So around the time that Twitter was really taking off, because I've been on Twitter the whole time too. Twitter started taking off, but it wasn't sex work friendly quite the same. Our our culture did not have the same community acceptance of sex work that we do now. 
-hmm. not all regions obviously and not all communities are accepting of sex work but it's uh it's grown a lot and it's really nice to see how understanding people are now of the whole concept of sex work is work and allyship for sex workers um so different different era back then and it just it wasn't doing it for me so I just went back into civilian work uh focused mostly on retail because that's what I have experience in and have done you know I've done business management retail shop management um I (laughs) speaking of wearing all the hats I used to create um design jewelry and make home decor and I sold crafts at open air crafts markets um and like boutiques sort of a thing so my civilian work too has been as all over the map as my sex work has been. And I just pick and pick and pull from different aspects of each industry that I have enjoyed or that I've excelled in. And I pull that all into a single umbrella now as both a sex work content creator and administrator for the Rolodex. Damn. Yeah. It's just all over the map. It's really hard for me. Like, if I wrote it all down, it would just be the most random list of skills and experiences because I just, I like learning and I like learning by doing things. Sitting in a classroom teaches you so much. You learn so much more by going out into the world and trying things. Oh, absolutely. I've noticed in recent years, like over the past five years, it's such a joke. It Well, initially the joke was like, oh, her, her, maybe I'll start a podcast like y'all mm-hmm. don't know how much effort podcasts take to put together. I have run a podcast myself. I was telling you this before we started recording. I've done that uh, because people were like, oh, I love what you're doing here. Why don't you turn it into a podcast? So I did that and it was a lot of work and I didn't like it, <laughs> it wasn't for me. <laughs> so props to anyone that can keep a podcast going for over a year because it's work. And now that maybe I'll start a podcast, her, her joke has turned into maybe I'll start an OnlyFans and sell feet pics, her, her. And it's, oh, it's yeah. the same damn thing. It is. Like yeah. more work and you're just, you're really shitting on people who know how to do that work well because you think it's easy and it's not easy. They make it look easy because they have skills. Yes. Huge difference. Huge difference. And we've definitely said that on the podcast too. It's just like it's 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 very exhausting to <laughs> hear comments like this. And it's not like these comments are slowing down, unfortunately. I just feel like with OnlyFans and other pay sites and stuff being so commonplace now, like it's just now we're just hearing about it a lot more in terms of like, oh, maybe I should start this. Like the number of times I have to hear that when I'm teaching at the pole dance studio that I teach at or like questions like, Oh, like I'm really interested in getting into stripping and stuff. Like I learned, I know how to pole dance now. Like maybe it's going to be easier. I'm like, ah, you have much to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems, it seems easy. You do the skill, you do the motion. Um, and that's maybe a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the interpersonal skills of customer service and customer relationships. There's selling and marketing, there's yeah. administrative work. Like I've had, I've heard people talk about how running an OnlyFans is basically you just wake up and suck and fuck your partner all day on camera and you don't have a choice to have 
sex for yourself anymore because you have to record every waking moment of your life to sell it. And that's all OnlyFans is. And it's just a drain on your sexuality. And it's like, mm. I'm really sorry you think that that's what it is because that sounds really bleak. Mm-hmm. And there are people that approach it that way, but it doesn't have to be that way. That's that's your choice. Yeah, definitely. And you definitely have a choice with how you treat that because you have to have some kind of like business acumen and like some work boundaries in place, uh, which some people don't. Um, and they just yeah. think it's just, well, it can be work 24 seven. A lot of it can be work 24 seven, but you need to kind of like put your foot down and be like, okay, like I'm going to stop this now. Or like, I'm only going to dedicate this amount of time for this. But uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> exhausting times <laughs> to deal with this kind of comments. But going back to what you were saying too, like, being like kind of like a Jill of all trades, it sounds like. Um, and of course, like as mentioned, sex workers are very, very multifaceted. We do a lot of things. But I really feel like a lot of your experience has really like lent into itself and kind of helped you get to the next step. Like with your sex work. Very much so. Yeah, like you're, you're blogging and you're camming. You're already starting to gain fans and clientele from there to help like follow you to your website and people that you've still kept in touch with after all these years. And with that relationship building and that relationship management, um, I feel like that all of that has kind of helped you get to where you are with your entrepreneurial journey. Um, And then also getting to where you are now with SW Rolex. Um, I would really love to hear how you heard about the Rolex because I also heard about the Rolex too. Um, I used to listen to Dalma Rosa's uh, penny selling podcast, penny selling school that she used to have as well. She was a guest back in, oh, I should know this, but I want to say season three of the podcast, many episodes, many moons ago, go listen to it. If you're ever like looking to sell anything, Um, I would love to hear how you stumbled upon that. I, I literally stumbled upon it. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> Twitter, probably. Uh, Twitter is such a wonderful marketing resources resource for sex workers and for sex work related businesses. It It's very frustrating to say this with how the platform has been over the past six months, but I feel like it is one of the last outlets that we have for open and free communication within our community. Yes. Um, and so it's done a lot of really good stuff for me. It's connected me with amazing people like yourself. Um, so I heard about the Rolodex through Twitter and I don't, I don't remember who it was. Somebody posted about, I think it was video editing that they hate doing their videos and they found an editor on this site. And I was like, I hate editing my videos. Let's take a look. <laughs> and that's kind of, I found out about it. I scrolled through the, uh, the job listings available, the type of work that people had on offer through the Rolodex. And, you know, I've taken advantage of a few different uh, freelancers through the website, their, their skills and services. I've done Reddit management. I've had people edit my videos. I've had people do some like content marketing writing for me for just when I had a, a brain block You know, like sometimes you have something that you really want to say and you want to get out there and you just, you can't wrap your head around the right way to say it. Mm -hmm. And brains are better than one. So I just, I took my concept and I was like, hey, here's what I have and I'm struggling with it. 
what can you do with this? And that person came back to me with some really great feedback and really great uh, copy that they delivered for me to use. And even just working through the Rolodex for that one experience taught me about improving my own copywriting skills. So I, I, I learned by being a customer and uh, used the site off and on for about a year. It was founded in early 2021 by Dalma, and I was just checking in on things, and I'd pop in when I'd need something specific done. And then I saw her post on Twitter, or on Instagram, actually, that she was moving away from managing that site and was looking for somebody to take it over. Uh, and oh. I was... Yeah. yeah. So I was in the position at the time that I was kind of doing a lot of consulting work for people that were interested in starting an OnlyFans or getting into sex work themselves. And it's a lot of effort to say the same stuff to a new person every week. And so I was looking into forming like, like it's the same advice that I give to every single person. I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. So I at the time had been considering, um, putting together like a mentorship program or a guidebook. I know there's a million of them, but I, I know that there are also people that have been coming to me directly. And so clearly there's a market for me specifically to dispense that information. Mm -hmm. uh, instead, I ended up talking with Dalma, who was seeking somebody who was not only either an active or a retired sex worker, but had an understanding of where the sex work industry is now and what challenges it faces, um, and is able to take on that role of mentorship. Dama is an amazing mentor for the community, and she has provided so many valuable resources from her her digital ebooks that you can download for doing stuff to like her Discord channel. If you buy mm -hmm. an ebook, you get access to her Discord. One hundred percent recommend. She's an absolute gem. Um, and we I had a, we had a go ahead. Oh, sorry. Just high praise for Dama all around. She's just so amazing. Yes, I, I couldn't stop. <laughs> um, so we had a long conversation about like who I am, what I would bring to the site and what I would do with it. Um, and it was about a month of negotiations and she decided like, okay, you're going to be it. You're my guy. So that was a big, that was a big win for me personally. I felt really validated. Mm -hmm. um, I have joked in, recent months that I had to quit all of my jobs in male-dominated capitalism and buy a business focused on sex work to achieve any amount of recognition for the actual skills and experiences that I have as a professional. Because wow. moving around in the civilian work, it feels like I was always one step below a man who I was literally on the same level of but he was too worried about remaining in control of his domain to mm. allow me to be a good employee, to allow me to be a good manager, to allow me to be a good partner that I never got anywhere working in these civilian realms. And it's frustrating True. and defeating True. to be constantly climbing up a ladder that it's not a glass ceiling. It's just an eternal ladder that I was just constantly climbing up and it was boring and not fulfilling. So taking on the Rolodex for me has been a great opportunity to go like, yes, I 
have always wanted to be involved in sex work, in sexy content in any form. I love the people. I love the community. And here is my opportunity to take those skills that I have fought tooth and claw for in civilian business realms and pull it into this industry so that I can help other people who have had that same fight. And just, you know, sometimes you just need somebody else to be like, hey, you're doing the work. It is work. You're doing a good job. Here's one thing that you need and it will help. And sometimes you just need that one thing and you're like, you know what? Yes, this I am. I too am doing the right thing. So I was really thankful for her to believe in me, to grant me ownership of the Rolodex. Like, yeah, I, I bought it from her, but she's still like, she she chose, she saw something in me and she was like, okay, you can do this. And so I'll forever be grateful to her for that. Wow. That's rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's such an amazing story. Cause I was like, well, I was listening to the podcast when she was kind of like, talking about like, oh yeah, I'm moving away from this and looking for a new owner. And I was on there as well. And I was like, I wonder who's going to take it over. And like, I'm just wondering what's going to happen to the Roldex now. But like, I mean, a year later, a year and a bit later, here we are. And you've done some great changes to the site as well. And um, we're definitely going to be speaking about um, current and future goals for the Rolodex later on in the show. But maybe we'll just kind of go into a brief little rundown too in terms of like what um, what kind of services are being offered on the Rolodex if someone were to sign up and, and what is that sign up process like? So signing up on the Rolodex is completely free uh, regardless of whether you plan to offer work as a freelancer or if you are somebody who is seeking resources and contract work from others. Um, I, I will always do as much as I can to keep the site free for the sex workers that come to the site to use its services because I don't want to gatekeep. I don't want there to be an extra gateway. Like nobody needs that. No. So free <laughs> as much as possible. Um, and I, try to keep as much money as possible going to the freelancers themselves. It's, I mean, if you come in as basically as a buyer, we're not used to, as sex workers, we're not used to calling ourselves buyers. Uh, We're used to calling ourselves sellers. But in the context of the Rolodex, we're the buyer, we're the client, we're the customer. And you come in, you sign up, and you basically, you just shop around. You shop a marketplace. There's tags, like keyword tags, there's categories. You can browse around, you can do a quick search. Like I I like using tip menus as a really accessible uh, example because everyone needs a tip menu for something. Put it Mm -hmm. on your platform, put it on your cam site, like do a screen overlay of your tip menu, put it on your Twitter as your pin post, like tip menus. They're great. Um, So you come into the Rolodex and you need a new tip menu. You can go and search under graphic design to see what kind of graphic designs are on offer. You can just do a search on the site for tip menu and see what comes up. Uh, thankfully, there is a lot of freelancers offering a whole range of services, like too many for me to list individually. I was I was typing something out the other day and it's like, you know, tip menu designers, banner designers, profile pictures, photo editing, photo effects 
video editing, video teasers, GIF making, like every, it's like a game of telephone. You just keep, or word association, like how long can you keep it going? Somebody's offering it. Um, and there's a lot of freelancers offering very similar skills to the site, which is a benefit to you as a buyer, because then you get to find somebody that's the best match for either your graphic style or your price range. You know, maybe you have 10 bucks for a tip menu. Maybe you want somebody to make you a whole bunch of menus for $50. So there's a lot of flexibility in how you as a buyer can utilize the site's resources and how you can interact with the freelancers because we have live chat, we have messaging, you can just buy a job and then communicate with the seller, with the freelancer about the work that needs to be done. So it's very versatile. It depends on how you approach it and how you like to negotiate business. Uh, as a freelancer, when you go to list your first job, basically you submit the job and it goes into drafts and I get a notification. So-and-so has submitted their new job for tip menu design. And I go and I look at the job and I'm like, yes, this person seems to understand how to design a tip menu. And then the like the extra curation of it starts because then I go, well, who is this person offering to design tip menus? Why does this person want access to sex workers? So maybe like if they've added their Twitter to their profile, I can go and look at their Twitter and be like, okay, yes, this person is definitely themselves a sex worker who does great graphic design. And so they're offering tip menus to other sex workers. Cool. Or maybe it's just a graphic designer. Like they work at a normal ad agency and they're like, I love sex workers. I want to support sex workers. Here's one thing I can do to support them. So it can be either way. Um, and I just try to go through, I use any links that have been provided or like social media references. And I just try to confirm that this person is going to be a safer person for a sex worker to work with, that they're not coming in trying to get free pics sort of a thing or get you to send your private information or anything. These are real people. And, you know, a good portion of the time I also do like a two-factor authentication where if somebody has posted a link to their Twitter, I DM them and I'm like, hey, this person has created a job on the Rolodex and they included this Twitter account under their profile. Can you confirm for me that this was indeed you that created the profile and not somebody that's using your social media clout to catfish potential clients? Right. And a lot of times people are like, I never thought of that. Yeah, it's me. Thanks for checking. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because I, I definitely want to ask about like the verification process and how do you vet for people and stuff too. Because I know I remember like because I am a freelancer on SW Rolodex as well, and I remember um, initially I think this is when Delma was still running the site. I remember it took uh, at least a week for her to get back to me. So it was a really interesting process to be on that other side. But for those who are not on the website. Um, because I really believe that safety is, is a huge thing um, for sex workers, especially within our community. Like we have a very, very guarded community just because there are a lot of untrustworthy people out there. And as you mentioned, for, for numerous reasons, you know, people wanting to steal pics, catfishing, um, stealing content and whatnot. Like 
we have a reason to be guarded. So I was just wondering, like, in terms, because I wasn't sure if you were finished um, with the verification process, but um, just I, I'm really curious to hear more about safety safety precautions on the Rolodex. For sure, yeah. And it's uh, since taking over the site, I think I actually, like, got full control of the website around March of 2022. Um, and security has been by far one of my my top focuses over the past year uh, because it is so valuable and I believe it is so important to be able to say, like, here's the deets of what I'm doing to keep y'all safe. Um, it's, it's really a multi-part thing, the security element. I think it stops at the tart, at the, Sorry, now I'm not speaking well. Um, I think it starts at the top uh, with me being the person that is the owner and operator of the Rolodex, that I am a sex worker. So I understand inherently the the personal needs and the personal sense of security we need to be active on sites like this. Um, And I also have decades of experience in technology and web design. So I can apply that to more of the back end stuff that, you know, people don't think twice about. Um, one of, <laughs> I think it's a great feature. It tends to flummox a lot of people, but our, our website actually has a really secure firewall. And if you enter your password wrong three times in a row, you get locked out. Yes. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> seem to contact me thinking that this means the site is broken. And the site's not broken. The site is working as it's supposed to. Like if you entered your password wrong three times in a bank, trying to log into your online banking, you would get locked out for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. It's the same thing. Um, It just makes sure that there's not somebody that's trying to hack into your account and try to gather up any personal assets that you've shared or posted through the Rolodex. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a secure firewall program that, it, yes, it can slow you down a little bit if you forget your password, but there's a there's a forgot password link right there. You can reset it and you're back in in half an hour sort of a thing. So that's just <laughs> that's just business on the Internet, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I also when I when I took over the site, I made sure that the server that I'm hosting it on is a secure virtual protected network. So it's the it's the only website that's hosted on that server. It's self-contained. Um I, I liken it to instead of living in a dorm where you're sharing, where there's like other people sleeping in the room with you and you share a bathroom, you know, that's like public hosting where there's multiple websites on a server and something that happens to another website could affect your website. One person clogs the toilet, nobody can use the toilet. Uh, with, with our server set up, it's more like you live in a house alone. There's nobody else there. You've got two bathrooms. You can use any toilet you want. That's a really so, great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe kind of crass, but it's accessible, you know. So it's just to make sure that, like, I, I just don't want anyone else playing in the sandbox. I don't, I don't want them to look at it. I don't want them to think about it. I don't want any bot to think twice about trying to come into the website. Mm-hmm. So that's the two main security elements that are in place, me and technology. There is also the fact, like, as administrator of the site, I actually, I started using the term administratrix. 
I saw um, that. <laughs> that's brilliant. I think that's fun playing admin- administrator. Like that sounds like I have a pocket protector, which is a look, <laughs> but <laughs> administratrix is like so much more fun. Yeah, I like uh, it. and it <laughs> everything a lot better. So as the administratrix, I I do have full access to everything that goes on with the Rolodex. And yes, that means that I have access to the private messages that are exchanged between users, both um, just as like the general chats before work is done. And then I can also see the transaction conversations, like during the process of getting work done, I can see that message exchange. I see media that gets uploaded and exchanged between buyers and sellers. Um, And part of the reason it's so valuable for a sex worker to be in control of a site like this is that you don't want random guys, random Joes, you know, sysadmins seeing that stuff. Um, I'm not going to do anything with it. I don't want your content or your photos or your chats. I don't care. I just want to make sure that you're not in here harassing people. So I'll go through every few days and I'll just give a quick scroll through the chats and be like, okay, nobody's saying anything super crazy. Um, in the past, during Dalma's tenure, she did have to have to ban one person who was being a creep. Oh, um, so far that's the only active ban was one person. And, you know, I've, I've definitely reached out to people and I've been like, hey, the things you're messaging other users about, that's against our terms of service. Don't do that. Like I've had people come in and try to poach freelancers to their own network that they're trying to build be like oh hey i see you do this i'm building a website you should come over here and then i message them i'm like you can't do that like this is a self-contained network don't pull them away from this to your little hotmail hosted website or something (laughs) so it's just uh it's good to have somebody that's providing that oversight like fairy godmother vibes just making sure everything's chill and on the up and up sort of a thing um, I like no creepy that. behavior. And yeah. like th- that you people know it's you too because you had a whole blog post introducing yourself and it's really good to put like a face to the name and to know like there's an actual human being behind this and who's looking out for us. So really, really, really appreciate that. Um, also wanted to go into like how does payment work for those who are not on the site or who might be interested? How does that, how does that work and how is it secure? Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent, excellent question. So that is actually one of the best things about doing work through the Rolodex is that you're not handing money directly to another person. So if I came onto the Rolodex and I need that tip menu, I'm not cash apping some some random freelancer that says that they'll make me a tip menu. I'm not cash apping them $20 and getting nothing in return. Uh, basically, the Rolodex serves as the middleman. And we're kind of a clearinghouse. So I pay the site the stated amount for the job that I want done. And then the freelancer accepts the job. You have to go in and you say, yes, I'm going to do this job. Freelancer accepts the job. They do the work. They deliver it. Both parties mark that the job has been completed to their satisfaction. Everything's done. Uh, so after the job is completed and fulfilled, then there's a usual you know, platform clearing period of seven days and that money gets added to the freelancer's account. If something happens in that process, the job gets canceled or 
maybe the freelancer never gets the message or it's dead and they just decide like, I'm not going to do this. That money goes back into your account. So there is an element where it's not being refunded immediately to like your bank account. It just sits on the website. Uh, basically, it sits in my bank accounts that are under my name. So I'm on the hook for this money at this point. Any money that you've paid into the Rolodex, I'm on the hook for it. Um, once, a, once a freelancer has the funds available in their account, they can get a payout. Uh, right now, it's not an automated payout. So it's not the quick and easy process like Fansly or OnlyFans is, unfortunately. That's one of my top goals for the year is clearing up that process. So it's a little less like work for me and easier for the freelancers and site users to get their funds quickly in the way that they want. Um, right now, it's just that you send me an email and I'm like, do you want me to cash app it to you? Do you want me to PayPal you? And then I just send you your money, adjust the site total. And it's very like, uh, I, want, I don't want to say it's DIY. But it's kind of got that vibe of it's like it's a lo-fi process right now. And I just need to spend that time and effort to continue improving it, which uh, automated payouts are one of my top goals in the coming year. So, yeah, I mean, like we're already on the topic of goals for, for this year. Do you want to kind of go into that where, where you can envision the Rolex to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, continuing to improve the security of the site always, continuing to improve the user experience and the navigation of it. Um, one of the things I want to do is that I know uh, for a new user coming into any platform, any platform, not just the Rolodex, not just OnlyFans, like you, you have a new subscriber paywall platform that you want to sell through. And it's confusing as fuck when you get in there and, <laughs> or like campsites. I know there are campsites that have like super archaic interfaces. Oh my god! And you go in and you're just like, <laughs> what, what do I click? What is this? Like, it's not, it's not an iPhone. You have to interact with this weird website that makes sense to somebody that designed it, but it doesn't make sense to you. So I'm going to start making walkthrough videos of using Ooh. the site so I can like s record my screen as I use the site and I can put my little face in the corner and just walk you through how to navigate the site, how to navigate the marketplace, how to navigate posting a job as a freelancer, you know, how to utilize the dashboard and move from the front page into your profile into the jobs that you currently are working with freelancers on and how to interact there. So I'm going to be doing a lot more uh, walkthrough and interactive type stuff just to help guide people. Um, I get a lot of questions that to me aren't questions I would have thought of about how to use the site. And people are like, I'm so sorry, this has got to be a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. It doesn't make sense to you. And it's a reasonable question. So ask me questions. I love that. And that helps guide me in what needs to be improved. So I love all the stupid questions. <laughs> I'm make a video out of them and be like, you're not stupid. That's a valid question. <laughs> I love that. It really shows that and demonstrates that you are really putting so much care into your your baby, basically. And it's it, it really, really shows like um and and even just you here talking about everything, it just it shows and how much passion you have for this and how much you want to help 
our community. So I'm really stoked to hear and see more of what's going to be happening in 2023 throughout the year. Um, and I just want to say, like, as as a freelancer that's been on Rolodex, who finally sold like my first service which is video editing which is super cool and oh so see you know (laughs) yeah yeah I know exactly what the process is and it was really cool because it it really like held me accountable too because like once I did um had like I think it was like 24 hours to accept the job I can accept the job and then um for whatever time limit that you put as advertised in your ad or whatever your services is that you're offering there's like a, a timer, countdown timer, which I found was super cool. And for me, like I love deadlines. So it's like, okay, now I really got to get on this. Like this is like real and it's not just like, okay, yeah, I'll do it later. So that really like for me helped keep me on track and within my goals. And I delivered within the day, which is really awesome. <laughs> Yay, nicely done. Nicely yeah, done. It was awesome. Yeah, and then it's just like the back and forth messaging uh, between uh, the buyer and stuff too. It's pretty seamless as well. So kudos to you. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, it, it would be totally valid if you were like, I had this issue, but I don't know. If you had issues, you can like DM me after the show. <laughs> no, it was perfect. We're it was super straightforward. <laughs> but you know, I, and that's, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, one of the things that I personally struggle with so much as a sex worker is the isolation. Um, I I work solo primarily. I'm at home all day with my pets and my speaker system, right? So there's it's just me, and I'm the only person that can provide myself accountability. And that makes some jobs really hard. Like, the tasks you don't want to do makes it really hard. So working with a freelancer through the Rolodex, uh, you know, just approaching them might give you a different perspective for your business because talking about things makes you think about them in a different way rather than them just living in your head. Once you say it, you're like, oh, wait, I'm saying this, but now I'm thinking this other thing. So working with other people can just be valuable for your time, for your energy like your mentality for it. But then as a freelancer, like, yeah, you've got that clock. You've got that (laughs) clock ticking. And hopefully it's not giving you anxiety. It's just there as a reminder. But, you know, it's it's good to stay accountable. And I I love accountability tools too. (laughs) Because otherwise it's just me playing video games. Um, before we dive into the questions that came in from fans, um, I also forgot to ask you about uh, site fees. What kind of breakdown or what kind of cut uh, is, is taken um, from the jobs? Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, there's no site fees for buyers or people who are just creating an account to kind of preview everything before they're interacting with with being a buyer or a seller. Um, there's no fee for listing a job currently that might change in the future, but right now it's free. And basically the only fees that exist are when you sell a job, uh, the site retains 15% of that job cost. So if your job is $10, that's what, that's like two fifty that goes to the site. No, that would be 25%. So it'd be like a dollar fifty of every $10. <laughs> <laughs> Math is hard. I'm pretty. I'm not a mathematician. (laughs) 
<laughs> gotcha. Yeah, math is hard. <laughs> uh, we have accountants on the site too. So if math is hard, you can find accountants through the Rolodex as well. Like, no shade, I get it. You could literally find anything on the on the Rolodex, even like virtual assistants. Yeah, tons of graphic design, tons of video editing. Like those are really, really popular services that I found there. Uh, copywriting, SEO, like anything that's on their website design, like the list can go on and on. Just basically swrolodex.com. Check it out. <laughs> People's, it is super helpful and can definitely help transform your business. And I'm not saying that in a salesy way. I think I'm actually, I actually mean it because I'm on the site as well. So FYI. (laughs) Gives me some breathing room. And I think that one of the most important things that we as professionals and that we as small business creators, small business entrepreneurs, however you want to look at it, like we're running a small business. It's one person. It's small, but it is a business. And the best thing that you can learn to do for yourself and for your business is delegate. Take that thing that you don't like to do and pay somebody else to do it. Create a budget that like you have a a budget of expendable funds for your business to use as you see fit. So sometimes maybe those funds are going to go in in February, you're going to use them to uh, buy an app for your phone to help with photo editing and like really level up your photo editing. And then the next month you're going to use it to pay for an ad on a website sort of a thing. And then the next month you're going to use it to go into the Rolodex and commission a freelancer to do some kind of service for you that it improves your business. Like you, you want to pay a virtual assistant for a month to run your business. And it just gives you breathing room to know that you can trust this person to get the job done professionally and to your standards. And if it's not done to your standards, you you have the right to communicate that to them and say like, hey, I need more of this, less of that sort of a thing. Exactly. No, it's just, it's for you. I, it's for you. Delegate for you <laughs> and for your business. Yes. And that's such a great like takeaway from this episode too, because as small business owners, sometimes we just want to be able to do it all. But there, as we mentioned earlier in the in the beginning, we're like, well, there isn't enough time to do it all. There isn't enough energy or capacity to do it all. Um, and sometimes we're just not, not even skilled enough to do it. So this is a really great opportunity for, for you to kind of take control um, and kind of treat yourself in terms of like, okay, we can delegate some of this and leave it to the experts. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's like cooking. Like, you know, maybe you are a really great chef and you really like making a wide variety of food for yourself at home and that's really validating for you. But you're not good at making lasagna. So maybe you just want to go to the Italian restaurant and get some lasagna to go and take it home and reheat it in your oven. That's fine. Nobody's going to knock you for that. And it's going to be delicious and you're going to be happy. So... Love that. Yeah. And love work, that. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but there are a few questions that did come in from the audience. So I feel like at this point, this might be the time to go into some of those. So um, there is one, one other thing before we oh, get to the questions. Let's do I it. remember that there's one other element of the Rolodex that I'm going to be working on improving over the coming months. Um, and I, I, I'm very invested in expanding the Rolodex as just a resource for people. So not necessarily just the marketplace element, 
but adding in more static resources for people to have as reference points for things uh, to find and find further information to grow their business. So one of the biggest things that I get asked for is mental health services. And I can't provide mental health services through the Rolodex because of additional licensing and contracts and regulations regarding like HIPAA and stuff like that. Like there's too much. And unfortunately that can't run through the Rolodex, but I am definitely like, I want to make a resource page of mental health resources that are safer for sex workers uh, because that's something that we need definitely. And I, I am happy to just have that conversation with you one-on-one through DMs. If you need some guidance in that. I've done that for several people and I love that people come to me for that. I'm extremely thankful for that kind of trust. Uh, but it would be great to just have it sitting there and you can pull yeah. it up whenever you need. Uh, I want to put together pages of like financial resources. So great. we do have like accountants that offer guidebooks and planning services through the Rolodex, but it would just be nice to be able to go to their website, to their social media and check out their education and their guidance uh, or other accounting firms that maybe they don't want to offer through the Rolodex, but they want you to know that they understand the intricacies of sex work and the hindrances that can come about through the current economic and financial banking systems, right? So stuff like that, just building in more static resources, um, a podcast roundup (laughs) of sex work relevant podcasts and book recs and stuff like that. So I really just want to keep growing the Rolodex as a community resource, not just for uh, for stuff that costs money, but I want to build in resources that help you grow mentally as well. So that's on the way. As well. Okay. Yeah. You definitely have to keep us posted when that's going to be up and running because I am here for anything that's accessible for people because sometimes money can really be a huge barrier for a lot of sex workers, right? So the more accessible and free resources that are there, I think that that can be so helpful for our community. So kudos to you. And, you you know, maybe you try that free resource. Maybe you try making your own tip menu on Canva because that's what everyone else uses. And you try it and you're like, I don't like this, but I tried it. You tried it and that's great. And that is so valuable that you tried a new skill. And if it's not for you, then it's not for you come to us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, as mentioned, there are a few questions that had come from folks on Twitter. So I feel, yeah, it's probably time for us to go there. So this one came in um, and this person had written in, have any services on the SW Rolodex surprised you? Do you ever tell fans that you run SW Rolodex? Hmm. Uh, the, the second question is the easy answer. I talk about the role. I, I talk about it frequently. I probably don't talk about it enough because every time I do post on my own pages about running the Rolodex, I have people being like, I've never heard of this. I'm like, well, I've been talking about it for a year, but I get it. Like, <laughs> social media happens fast. So uh, I do talk about it. Um, I talk about it with my fan base, with my like subscriber and financial supporter base specifically. After I purchased the Rolodex, I actually put up a goal on my OnlyFans like, hey, I bought a business. If you want to support the fact that I bought this, it would be helpful if you helped pay for it. 
Awesome. Because it costs a chunk of money. And if you just give me that money, then I can use that for the business. Love <laughs> like, it. Uh, which awesome. again, I'm very thankful for my fan base. They're some really rad people. So Yay. it's a great community for everybody, fortunately. Hells yes. Uh, but yeah, I do talk about it. I do talk about it. I will talk about it more. Y'all are going to get tired of it. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, and then the other question, is there anything that surprised me mm-hmm. for service? Um, I want to say no, because as somebody that has worked in entrepreneurial endeavors since I was in high school, like running small businesses and, and craft businesses and online web shops and all of that. Uh, there's not much that I haven't done or considered. I, I That's a ballsy way to put it, but you get me. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the thing that has kind of made me go like, oh, oh, okay, uh, is that there's like, there's a lot of spiritual guidance offered through the Rolodex. Oh. And at first I was like, yeah, exactly. I, I was like, that's okay. That's a choice. Yeah. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Why not? Like, I know a lot of sex workers that read tarot cards. And yeah. I know a lot of sex workers that like getting their tarot read. Yes. And lots Why of not? witchy vibes and like that kind of like spiritual kind of realm, at least in, in the dancing community, for sure. Tons, tons yeah. of that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, that was that was a great wake up for me to consider that the Rolodex is not just for making those like really cut and dry business interactions, but there's like the Rolodex can feed into your spirit and your soul as well and help you grow internally. So there's people that read tarot cards or do like Reiki healing. Uh, There are people that offer services where they uh, they kind of like read about your business or your birth chart and they create some business guidance for you based on like when you started doing sex work or based on when you were born and help like use that to guide your sex work business and brand. And so Ooh. that was, yeah, like that's so fun. <laughs> so I that's, love that. Yeah. It's not something that I would have considered um, nor that I would have asked for or thought to thought to seek out but then seeing it before me I was like hell yeah that's cool so mm-hmm. not a surprise but a really nice different perspective totally I was just gonna say very very different perspective but also welcome too because a lot of a lot of people a lot of folks in our community are very spiritual and really take that stuff seriously but it's really cool to see that interwoven um with like a business kind of sense as well so very cool I didn't expect that answer so this question is um how can writers such as myself in brackets male comma white comma cis and bracket approach sex workers without coming across as rude forward or suspicious i find it hard to stand out from all the spam Uh uh-huh that is a great question Mm -hmm. um okay here's the thing if if you feel like you fall into a demographic that may be uh, at a high risk of spam or that maybe sex workers are going to think twice about potentially working with you, I would reconsider 
the concept of approaching sex workers versus are you approachable? Mm. Um, I, I know that selling yourself and putting yourself out there and going out to get the work is obviously one of the best things that we can do as independent business people in any industry. You got to put yourself out there. You got to ask like, hey, do you need a website? I can build that website. But if you're worried that you're going to come across as like some guy who's just harassing sex workers, like why are you worried that you would come across that way? And what are you doing to offset it? Right. So can you repeat the question for me again? There was some language. Yeah, for sure. So they wrote like how can writers such as myself, male, white, cis, approach sex workers without coming across as rude, forward, or suspicious? I find it hard to stand out from all the spam. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this person is a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you writing about sex workers that sex workers can read? What have you written for other sex workers or about sex work? Like I would, I would kind of just flip that and say like, what makes me a good person for sex workers to work with? Because in as much as you, you want to go out and you want to approach people, like they, they should be able to interact with you and feel like you are somebody that they too would want to approach. Um, and I've recommended that to people that are starting in sex work and like starting their OnlyFans and they're like, how do I build a fan base? It's like, well, you, you start to produce the content, yes, and you start to put yourself out there as a content producer, but just interact with people in a not business way. Yeah, like, be real. Be human. Be yourself. Don't interact only in terms of, I'm a business person, this is what I do. Interact with other people on a personal level. Um, so if you, if you want to work with a particular sex worker who has a blog and you would like to write for their blog, like maybe you want to write a guest article, interact with them and just like be part of their community and be part of our community. And we see it like the way the Twitter algorithm works or Instagram to a degree, Instagram's less writing heavy, obviously. But Mm -hmm. we see the interactions. We see the posts that other people like. We see the posts that are being replied to. Um, So just seeing how somebody is interacting with our community will go a long way towards showing us that you're not spam and that you're on the level for being somebody that is an ally and that is a safer resource for us. So, yeah, like don't, don't be so focused on the business. I can understand that wanting to be focused on selling yourself and your services, but I would say pull it back and just be part of the community and be involved and be active. And then as you go, you know, if you say to somebody like, Oh, if you're looking for copywriting services, I can do that. And the first thing that that person's going to do is click over to your profile and they want to see what you do. Like, and if all you do is go around to sex worker Twitters and comment, oh, you can hire me. Oh, you can hire me. That's yeah. like, that is spammy. Yeah, so it it's, spammy. it's the quality over quantity. Yeah, no, actually, I would have to second that too. Because like for me, when I'm interacting with people, I just want to see like if they're like a real human being. And I wanted to see like 
what their personality is and see from there and kind of judge to see if they would be a trustworthy person. Because sometimes on Twitter, there's just a lot of like labels and things on their profile, like sex worker ally and blah, blah, blah. And that to me is really performative. But how can you demonstrate that to me so I can actually trust you and see that there's actually some merit behind yourself? So what you were saying, Merrick, too, is just, yeah, pull it back a little bit and and actually be involved and be immersed in the community and then have the business part there. Have it there, but not in your face. And I recognize, like, that doesn't feel like it's productive work a lot of the time, but it is. It is very productive work. Creating and establishing a presence in a community takes time and it takes effort mm-hmm. and you're you're not going to get any foothold if all you do is sell you have to be a person so. yeah agreed agreed and like what you're saying too earlier as well with people that are just starting off in sex work I can I see those accounts and they're all just about like join my only fans and join my fansly and stuff like that but they're not interacting with anyone who's in the community like we have so many people at the touch of our like keyboard basically that you can interact with like you have to choose how you're interacting but if you're just going to be interacting with yourself and just posting no one's going to see that so fyi (laughs) gotta build rapport if you only only interact with uh fan accounts with reply guy accounts and that's the only people that you're interacting with those are the only people that are going to see you and those are the only people that are going to follow you into your twitter Yes. And then you're going to feel bad because they're going to treat you like a vending machine. And that's not good. <laughs> no one like, wants. We're not that. vending machines. We're people. So you got to, it's, it's social media. It's social media. It's not LinkedIn. Be social. Exactly. Oh, I have, I have thoughts and sense about LinkedIn, but we're not going to go there right now. <laughs> um, the last question also from this person as well. Um, what's, what single piece of marketing is going to generate the most leads for our average cam sex worker? A great tip venue, an about me page, a newsletter. What should I, as a marketer, be focusing on offering? That is an impossible question. Yes, exactly. Uh, there is there is no single piece of professional asset that you can create as either a sex worker or a marketer that will push you into that top 0.01%. Um, there is no average sex worker. Mm-hmm. There is no average way to use even a single platform. Like if you look at OnlyFans, since it is the predominant platform, uh, there are 50 million ways to use OnlyFans. You can have a free page. You can have a page with pay-per-view. You can have a high-tier page with no pay-per-view. You can post clips. You can post GIFs. You can post photos. You can post photo series. Like, there are so many ways to do it. There's no, there's no single average sex worker. There's no right way to do it. Um, there's no single asset. Unfortunately, no. wouldn't it be great? <laughs> it would be too easy. There's, there's no one size fits all. And even like, oh, sorry, go ahead, Merrick. <laughs> your, your podcast would be a lot shorter and have a lot fewer episodes if that were the case. It would just be just like, do this. Peace. And, done. <laughs> and, and then we all succeed. Wonderful. Um, yeah. I wish. I, we all, don't we all wish? Like, <laughs> it's 
these, there's literally no one size fits all. And as a marketer myself, um, even in my vanilla work, take out the sex worker part of that conversation. You need to treat each client as their own. Um, and you can't just apply one sales tactic or one uh, specific marketing technique for all of our clients. Uh, you have to d- judge on who their market is, who are they marketing to, um, what kind of business they are, like B2B, B2C, who are they? You need to take uh, the time to get to know them and understand what their business is needing. So Exactly. Yeah, that's my tip for you, writer. Uh, so in that, I would say that perhaps the best asset to cultivate is customer service. Mm-hmm. And it's it's as true for a sex worker as it would be for a freelancer who is providing those professional business services for sex work businesses. You have to have that customer service and interpersonal communication skill to understand where they're coming from as an individual and what their individual business needs are. Mm-hmm. Well said, but also really great questions. Thank you. Those were great. Yeah, love that. We got spicy there. (laughs) But Merrick, before we let you go, where can we find you? Oh, gosh, I'm on the internet. Um, (laughs) So obviously, Sex Work Rolodex is at uh, swrolodex.com. And then uh, I'm I'm only active social media-wise on Twitter and Instagram, and it's the same username, swrolodex. And then personally... Uh, I mean, if you if you want my fan sites, I got many vids. I got OnlyFans. I got Fansly. Um, <laughs> I am Merrick Monroe in most places, uh, including Instagram. I, I love my Instagram. And then on Twitter, my main sex work account is Merrick After Dark. So it's after A-F-T-R. No E on that because there was a character limit. <laughs> <laughs> Merrick After Dark on uh, my spicy Twitter and everything else is just Merrick Monroe. Awesome. And all of those links are available in the show notes. If you haven't already clicked already, please go ahead and peep, follow, do all the things, sign up for Rolodex. It's such a great resource, such a great platform. And just really, I just really want to spread the word out because I think it's such an invaluable thing that um and tool for people to use within our community um and i forgot to say earlier too because a question i get a lot is like i'm trying to gain some more skills um outside of sex work or administrative skills like this can even be an opportunity if you're trying to transition out of sex work to really build on those skills or whatever it is you want to offer so um yeah i mean it's it's business it's work so if you're doing graphic design you can say you're doing graphic design and that is jobs. That's work that you're being paid for. If you're being paid for it, it can go on your resume. Like just using the actual language for what it is. You don't have to say you were accounting. Uh, you were doing graphic design. You were doing SEO optimization. And that is extremely viable resource on your resume. Cannot say that any better. Um, this conversation was excellent. America was so glad to have brought you on today. Thank you. I really thank appreciate you. it. <laughs> yes, thank Such you. a great conversation. I'm, I'm just so happy with what you've done with the platform, and I'm hoping that more people will hop on. Um, 
for everyone else listening back at home or wherever you are commuting or something on the plane or whatever you're doing. It's new episodes every single Sunday. So um, be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, review. Um, if you're on Apple, review there. If you are on Spotify, you can rate five stars and follow. Do all the things. It just really helps with uh, visibility and for people to access the show who might not have been uh, hearing about it before. So do that and we'll catch everyone in for another great episode next Sunday. Thank you so much, Merrick. It was great having you. Thank you. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, listeners. Bye. You're listening to Stripped by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, music by Ted D., graphic design by Maria Bellandarama, and photography by Ian Gabrin.